so you're good. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so before we get too far into this, do you want this episode to still come out today on Patreon? Um, I guess, and just leave all the BS in. Oops, all BS. I guess. I, <laughs> oops, all BS included. Yeah. I can do that. I think that's a know? good idea. Um, okay, and then do you just want me to like leave it that way for the free feed as well? Um, I'll take a pass at it for the free feed and just okay. cut all yeah. the and just cut all the BS myself. Cut all the BS, or if yeah. you just want to like timestamp, or well, actually, no, yeah, um, just cut it out. Yeah, and because we'll have the music in it already, it'll be already hard limited. Yeah, yeah, you do that, and then I'll just uh, I'll trust your your uh, producer's cut. Or yeah. have we ever have we ever distinguished what our titles are <laughs> as well as host? No, not really. <laughs> I, just I don't always think we assumed need to. It was, yeah, just everything. <laughs> it's it's everything. We do everything. <laughs> Should we just get going? Yeah, yeah, right. might as well. All right, welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing, watching Curb Your Enthusiasm for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. And today we will be talking about Season 4, Episode 3, The Blind Date. But before that, what's the deal with stuff from our last episode, Ben's birthday party? Ben's birthday party, yes. Yes, yes. I remember we we, uh, colloquially, colloquially, colloquially... Colloquially, yeah, sounds weird because it's got wheelie in there. We tried calling it Ben's birthday bash, which I I still think is better. Yeah, yeah, I like it. We didn't have any homework, but I did find one little bit of I don't know what you call this a uh, a goof, perhaps. And I (laughs) caught this during the episode, and I thought it was a little extreme so ben stiller says that larry david gave larry david gave him a scratched retina when he poked him with a kebab and i caught this because i was like isn't the retina in the back of the eye and i was like did larry (laughs) really like pierce the eyeball all the way to the back of the eye oh fuck (laughs) god damn it's entirely possible but i think ben stiller would lose vision for the rest of his life if that yeah yeah i'm pretty sure (laughs) <laughs> what he actually, this, I think this IMDb poster presupposes is he's actually referring to a scratched cornea, which is, of course, mm, the front yeah. part of the of your eye. But, I mean, maybe it was just that brutal that Larry jammed <laughs> a, uh, a dirty uh, kebab skewer all the way to the back of his eye. I don't know. <laughs> but he seems to be, well, actually, he does mention in this episode, he's like, I'm still having trouble seeing out of this side. Maybe it was a scratch retina. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but that's all we had from the homework and stuff. So let us consult the book. Ben's birthday party has uh, some what were they thinking entries here. Larry David said, people are astounded when I tell them I never had a birthday party when I was growing up. Neither did any of my friends. It just wasn't done and nobody cared. What? Where did you grow up? Jesus Christ. Birthday parties are like one of the things you look forward to as a kid. Your friends and your own. It's like... I mean, you know who doesn't celebrate birthdays or any other holidays for that matter? Jehovah's Witnesses. That's right. Yeah. I, I've, I've got a friend who's a who's a witness. And yeah. his his way of uh, saying happy birthday to everybody is because he's a big video game nerd is yeah. congrats on the level up. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, that, that's, that works. I, I think that's kind of fun. But yeah, he just doesn't celebrate holidays you know it's uh i I forget his 
uh, explanation of how it's viewed in the Jehovah's Witness faith, but like it takes some like uh, it 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 distracts from the Sabbath or something. I'm like, okay, sure, I guess. But it's just weird that like I I I might understand Larry David. It's funny to like think of kid Larry David going and, and his mom going, "You want what do you want to do for your birthday?" I don't know. Let's just skip it. <laughs> I think of a child Larry David being Larry Davidish. Like, eh, yeah. What's why 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 do the, the cake and the why why bother with it? Let's uh let's not. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that none of his friends did too is also weird. Like it makes it sound like he grew up in some yeah in in a compound or, or something. Or or he just grew up without friends, which is entirely <laughs> possible. Yeah. Or all of his friends were just always non sentimental, like like he gravitated just towards <laughs> kids that were just were just filled with ennui and disdain for, you know, the rules of society, yet feeling that they should be followed to a T to please them. I don't know. Just think of I, I wanna see um I wanna see baby curb. <laughs> you know? God, yeah. <laughs> curb babies. There you go. That's the better <laughs> that's the better title. The Saturday morning cartoon Curb Babies with, with little Larry David. With little Larry David. Uh, Jackie Hoffman, who played Rhonda, uh, Michael's uh, questionably attractive girlfriend, says, I was in Hairspray on Broadway and had signed a contract that said I wasn't allowed to do anything else. So I came up with some cock and bull family emergency story and fled in the night. The role was pretty humiliating, but the good part was no matter how much they uglied me up, Larry said I wasn't ugly enough. I told him that's the nicest thing any man ever said to me. (laughs) (laughs) And Larry David said uh, once again what he was thinking. I don't like kebabs. I don't see the point to them. Why are we bothering with a skewer? Why do we have to make this effort with this dangerous stick to get the meat off of it? The first bite is easy. You can slide it off with your mouth. But as you get further along, you have to use a fork and knife, and it's very dangerous. And the whole skewer appetizer, you're stuck with a skewer that you can't seem to get rid of. So what he was thinking was exactly what he was thinking in the episode. <laughs> but I agree. I've never seen the um, the appeal of kebabs. I'm, I'm not a kebab guy. Yeah, I, I could take them or leave them most yeah, most like, of the time because like the the thing I like on a kebab is going to be the the meat and the potato and that's yeah. going to be maybe twenty five percent of the kebab because it's going to be hey here's a whole pepper here's yeah. a here's a, a fourth of a tomato I'm like I don't want that yeah it's like cook it however you want but then when it's done put it on my plate all right don't don't <laughs> leave it on the stick don't leave it on like I'm not served when something's made in a pan like here here you go. And just like plops down. Even fajitas, <laughs> they come out in what's cooking them, and you take them off of that and put it on a different plate. It's like, yeah. If, on, if you want to cook it that way, great. Just slide it off when you're done because I, I don't know how else we're supposed to do it. Um, and uh, the only thing we get, uh, we, we, there, I guess there was really no trivia about Ben's birthday party because there's a giant Davidism section that says, Larry to Katie Huffman about Ben's party. Are you so desperate for a party? Do you have to have a party two weeks after? Wait till next year. You missed it. And that <laughs> is all from the book. You may be seated. All right. Do we have any like news or anything today? I don't think I, I, I always feel like something happened. And then, I mean, we had the huge Kripia enthusiasm discussion yeah. last week. Did that um, did that make it into the final cut? I think oh it yeah. did. Oh yeah. Okay. And I, I, and I remember to put the sample and everything in there. Definitely. Nice. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we do have some personal news where we changed our cover art and profile, and and that's been updated. 
Yeah, this is the first episode we've recorded since uh, <laughs> since I did that. You know, the beginning of season four yeah. of, of Curb Your Enthusiasm. We've only done uh, 30 episodes already of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it looks good. Looks good. Yeah. A little rebranding. Yeah. I, uh, I realized as I was getting ready to throw that up uh, that the only graphic I had made so far for the Kerberry branding was what we made for our stickers, none of which I've sent out yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, now it's official. So, now they can. Yeah, so, so, yeah. so now it's official. So I, I guess, yeah, let me know if you want a sticker. I, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll call it even, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try and go back through the email, but at this point... Just let me know if you want a new Curb-themed sticker right now. Just hit up the email or hit us up on Twitter. No hug. I'll get into that stuff in, in a little bit. But if you want a sticker, let me know. I'll send it out to you because I I don't really feel like going back through two and a half years of sticker requests for, <laughs> to find like th- three or four people who may not even listen to the show anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind a new one. I'd like a new one. I could use the, the back of the laptop. Could Okay. Could All right. We got one. We got one. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> And then just uh, send them out with your Christmas cards this year. Holy shit, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be fun. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so if you have never listened to us before, we are not a research-heavy show, despite the last 16 minutes. Not bad. Uh, Being pretty exclusively uh, research and bullshit, we like to have our questions pop up naturally in the run of the show and assign them to ourselves the week following as though we are giving ourselves homework. I've never seen these episodes before. Tim has never seen these episodes before in the last 20 years. Um, if we miss anything, if we egregiously skip over something, please send us an email or send us a tweet at nohugging on Twitter or nohugging, no learning show at gmail.com. You can also do that if you'd like a sticker. That's what I said I would, I would get to in a second. Um, if you like us, please give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts and a five-star rating on Spotify. It really does help. And both of those apps now have that new cover art. So don't don't get alarmed if you're searching for us and you, you see something that looks different. If you'd like to support us a little bit more, kind of got off on a tangent there, <laughs> you can do so by joining us over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash nohugging, where for five bucks a month, you're going to get every episode at least a little bit early. Uh, you're also going to get bullshit that we cut out of every single episode most of the time. Sometimes we'll leave it in the episode and just cut it out for the main feed, like we're planning to do with this one here. And you'll also get excluding the month of November, maybe depending on schedules uh, aligning movie reviews every single month from the Seinfeld extended cinematic universe, the SECU. What is that? It's people who showed up in Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm. Could be a main star, could be a featured actor, could be an extra, could be someone just walking down the sidewalk and like, oh my God, that's this person. They were in this show, in this movie. We need to watch that. It'll give us, you know, a, a reason to, to watch something different than Curb Your Enthusiasm for a couple hours. Um, but again, that's patreon.com slash no hugging and it's only five bucks a month. You can join us over there. Uh, one person joined us for one month and then canceled after they, uh, I, I think they, in their mind, accidentally paid us for two months because they canceled after 32 days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, hey, if you want to if you want to replace them and uh, you want to get us back up over that uh, $50 a month mark, uh, please do so. Because, um, I mean, I, I, I like expanding our audience and i feel like we've kind of plateaued but 
I, I, hey, it's it's whatever, you know. I'm I'm not gonna lay out all of my griefs and, <laughs> and all of my all of my gripes on here again. Patreon.com/slash/nohugging. All of that being said, season four, episode three, the blind dates, original air date, January eighteenth, two thousand and four. Um, putting a little more emphasis on that because of what happens in the episode that we'll <laughs> yeah. get into later. Uh, if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you're going to see Larry Men's Fences with Michael by setting him up on a blind date. Hmm. It's not awful, I don't think. Maybe when sometimes when we get to the end, it, we realize how awful it is, but I don't think it's that bad. We'll see what we can do uh, make it better at the end. We open in Michael's apartment. Larry is still doing everything that Michael would normally be making his girlfriend do, except as we know in the last episode, Larry finally told him the truth about Rhonda not being an actual model, and so they have broken up. Larry's doing this because Michael blames him for breaking them up, and I mean, I can't believe Larry is still putting up with this. I mean, for a guy as selfish as he is, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe real. he wouldn't just go, you know what, <laughs> maybe it's because he has to see Michael all the time, and he's already struggling, and he doesn't need to make another enemy in the rehearsal, Ben hates him. The choreographer hates him. The only per the business partner, the only person who likes him is Michael. Maybe that's, maybe that's his thinking behind it. <laughs> I just think I think I just unlocked it. Um, that's my head canon. That because I'm like, why is he? Why does he care what another human being thinks about him? That's like so against Larry. But he he doesn't need any more enemies in the producers' uh, universe. So um, you know, Larry's like, all right, well, I'm gonna try to find somebody for you and. I can't believe you're so, you know, you're, you're it's just tough because you're so picky. And Michael's like, I want to date an attractive woman. What guy doesn't? And he's like, you know, I can't believe you're going to make this woman do everything like this for you. This was the first big laugh I got in this episode. Michael goes, you know, with women, it's only what's they care about what's inside. And there he goes. <laughs> well, first of all, you got nothing inside. <laughs> I love that. You're one of the most superficial men I've ever met. Uh, I, I loved that comeback. What they think, you know, what they settle on is that Michael says it's not fair that everyone knows what my girlfriend's going to look like except me. And that's that's kind of the baseline where they're going to land and, and try to figure out that, that puzzle. Driving somewhere, Larry's going into a parking lot. Yeah, I think he's going into a parking lot. We don't know where, the, I don't know where this is, but... <laughs> The uh, boom gate opens and then closes <laughs> on Larry's hood. Yeah, he reacts as though he had just been shot whenever <laughs> this flimsy-ass wooden gate, like, gently comes down on his hood. There's no body damage whatsoever. There's no damage, Not dude. a scratch. <laughs> like, did you think this was, like, really bad overacting as well? Yes, yeah, yeah, because he goes, <laughs> like it just kind of just drops down yeah goes, and then boom, boom. in and then in being scared by this wooden board touching your car he throws his car into reverse and backs up over the spikes <laughs> yeah yeah and then sees the sign that says do not back up severe tire damage and so he gets ben stiller and christine to pick him up because i guess he was on his way to rehearsal i don't know where he was but ben and christine taylor pick him up and i love this was the second big laugh that i got out of like there are these little kind of i felt like that first line was a throwaway line and this one felt like a throwaway line but it cracked me up when he goes yeah i got the severe tire damage you know those signs it's true <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought that was hilarious. Um, because most people are going to see those signs and never experience that. So the fact that Larry, Larry thought it was like BS all these years. No, it's true. God. <laughs> and they have to drop Christine at yoga first. And Larry starts uh, one of his singular uh, questioning monologues about whether yo is a prefix. Because it's in a couple of healthy things like yoga and yogurt. And, uh, and, he, st- and he starts going off about all the other yo words that maybe and i mean i larry was making me curious larry's the kind of guy that i would indulge these conversations with everyone else is exasperated by them but i would go that's a good question let's look it up we couldn't do it in 2004 because we don't have the phones for it but i was like let's look it up right now but instead <laughs> i'm gonna look it up next week and see if yo is a prefix or not i because i love finding that in in words i don't know why that i think my mom always would do that too she would point out um, you know, when certain words were related in that way, because I think it's something her dad did. And it's probably something that I started doing, passing on to my kids, because it can help you unlock <laughs> the definitions of words you don't know. You know, it's I like, guess, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it has helped. I'm like, all right, well, I recognize that. It looks like this word, so it probably means, and I and I know what this, you know, you can, you can unlock stuff, I feel like, um, words you don't know. And so I, I think I've started passing that along to my kids. Like, oh, did you notice this? Um, but I'm, I'm curious now he made, I never thought of yo. Cause then he, he, he was trying to think of the guy from star Wars. Yo, duh. Again, not, not healthy, but certainly, um, holds the same sort of, uh, like spirituality element that yoga does, you know, like yoga has that mind element too. And Yoda, I mean, I'm like, okay, there's something there. I mean, Yoda was a made up name, but maybe George Lucas knew something about the prefix. We don't, mm. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to find out. So uh, after they drop Christine off at yoga, a huge argument ensues because Larry won't move from the back seat to the front seat. He says, we're only like two minutes away from the rehearsal hall. And Ben's like, just move up to the front seat. It's weird making it look like I'm chauffeuring you around. Uh, You look pretty insecure. But then Larry's like, oh, well, who's more insecure? I think it's the guy who's worried about people thinking he's chauffeuring somebody around. Uh, And Ben thinks he's being a little baby about it. and, And it just causes a huge blow up. Back at home. We see the beautiful ocean view of the David's new home for season four. So that's something they, they stopped showing us. But I guess now they're not even worried about Larry not seeming like a rich guy for some reason. Because yeah, out, no. out the kitchen window. Oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. And Cheryl's cousin is staying with them and sort of wearing out his welcome to Larry. And Larry, because his car tires are busted, he needs to take Cheryl's car and she wants him to get it washed. And the cousin comes in and looks about like half the age of Cheryl. I mean, I guess it's not out of the ordinary to have, you know. Yeah, I mean, this kid is definitely a teenager, uh, yeah. a young teenager. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I would like I would say fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> is that where you would place him? I, I, I was gonna say like thirteen, probably. Okay, all right, even younger. I, I was highballing him, I guess. And Cheryl is what, like in her late thirties, maybe forties. I'm not. I don't even really know uh, what she's supposed to, what age she's supposed to be. But that's just a weird. And I know, you know, co- with cousins, those big disparities can happen. Don't you have a couple of cousins that are like toddlers still, or something? Um, I, I have like nieces and nephews. That oh, okay. Are that young. Then I'm, I guess as I'm far as cousins go, yeah. Uh. I think like my youngest cousins are probably like I-, I would say like maybe like sixteen, seventeen. 
Yeah. So like I'm a little over ten years younger. Yeah, which is um, not which is a lot less crazy than Cheryl's disparity between her and her cousin. Yeah. It sounds like normal. Like that's normal to me, and this is this is kind of weird because he's definitely a kid, uh, and she's you know been uh, she's approaching middle age if not already there. Uh, but the cousin named Stuart shows Larry and Cheryl a card trick, but he won't tell Larry how it's done. And I got the feeling that this was a very real Larry belief that, you know, he hates being on the outside of a secret just because he, someone thinks he is not privileged to the information. You know, Larry thinks he is privileged to <laughs> all information all the time. Yes, and absolutely. The fact that, yeah. And the fact that this kid is like, well, I'm a magician. And he's like. Well, you before you learned this trick, you weren't a magician, and the magician showed you. He's like, yeah, he could sense that I was a magician. I can tell you're not a magician. <laughs> and this is just, I mean, Larry is just fuming over not being able to <laughs> hear what how the trick is done for for the simple reason that he's not a magician, and this kid is. <laughs> and this, and they end the scene with maybe this wasn't as a throwaway line, as much of a throwaway line because it ends the scene. But when Cheryl, when Larry storms out. And Cheryl goes, you know, you guys are a lot alike. And the kid goes, oh, except he's not a magician. That, <laughs> well, I love that. You know, you guys are a lot alike. Yeah, except he's not a magician. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, th- I mean, th- the kid, if I was on the receiving, like, the kid is being so smug about it. Like, he's he's being very, for a child his age, being very disrespectful to an adult. Like, that's the thing that if I was on Larry, it's funny to me watching it, but if I was on Larry's side, I would be just as incensed as Larry is because, yeah, the kid is is being very rude to an adult. He's not respecting his elders. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In Mel's office, Larry has to go to a meeting there. Jeff and Larry are talking about this Halloween party they're going to, and Jeff has some great news to tell him. He has. He's like, oh my gosh, I almost forgot to tell you. So last night I'm masturbating, and I start <laughs> masturbating to your wife Cheryl. Uh, those aren't. I'm not quoting the show, but that's the story that Jeff was so excited to tell Larry. <laughs> what he says is that you know Cheryl. Oh, I'm thinking of Jenna Jameson, which was like a throw. Oh my gosh, like. Ted, did you even know Jenna Jameson? Because I feel like she was so oh, of I the know. 90s. I uh, know Jenna Jameson. Okay. I feel like she was so of the 90s and 2000s that when it came to you knowing porn stars' names, like she might have already been ancient history, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I figure you might be more of a, um, what's the name? Who was the one on Entourage? Damn it. Uh, uh, Sasha, Sasha Gray. Gray. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, why was I so excited? I, I have to know the porn star's name before Ted. I have to say before Ted. Why? Why did I do that? <laughs> um, yeah, I figured you might be more in that era because, you know, Jenna Jameson was already like, I think, fallen on hard times by 04. But maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. But so he's like, Jenna Jameson was there and all of a sudden Cheryl popped in. And Larry's like, what do you mean she popped in? He's like, you know, you can't control who shows up. And, and we learned this when uh, Larry had a pop in with his ex uh, a while back and was trying to defend that against... Cheryl. So it's interesting that this has already happened to Larry, and this is this is like one of the two or three times that this has come up where Larry doesn't hold himself to the same standard as somebody else who has done the same thing to him that he did to somebody else, and was and was pleading in the same way they were. But Jeff thinks he'd be. Fl- I thought you'd be flattered that I masturbated to your wife. 
Jesus um, Christ. Which seems like something the real <laughs> Jeff Garland would say. Not Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knowing I can see about, that. Knowing what we know about him now. Um, it's like the <laughs> ultimate compliment. Um, I mean, he probably knowing tell- what's come out about Jeff Garland in the last couple of years. Yeah, I can definitely see that. He'd probably <laughs> skip the husband and just tell the woman, "Hey, guess what? Hey, guess what? You popped up in my dream yeah. as I was masturbating last yeah. night." And just, <laughs> yeah. he, he would yell that in his Jeff Garland yeah. voice on hey! set. <laughs> hey, guess what? I thought you'd be flattered. <laughs> It's a compliment. <laughs> Christ almighty. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and, but Larry is not, he's like, anyway, next time she pops up, just pull your pants up and, and end it. You know, that it's over. <laughs> uh, next time she pops in, because uh, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't take it as a compliment. Um, upstairs in Mel's office, the surly assistant, Rachel Harris, is still there. And what the meeting is about is that Ben Stiller has dropped out of the producers. He told Mel Brooks, it's me or Larry David, and Mel Brooks is still all in on Larry. The business partners, before and after the meeting, are indicating that they still think this is a horrible idea, picking Larry over anybody. Um, (laughs) But Mel is still all about Larry David, and he even has somebody else in mind to co-star with him, David Schwimmer. So a friend's, the friend Seinfeld crossover we always asked for. Is finally Absolutely. maybe yeah. upon us. <laughs> um, driving after the meeting, Larry remembers that Cheryl wanted him to get his, the car washed as he sees a charity car wash being advertised by Judah Friedlander. Yeah. Wow. The world champion himself. Yeah. Talk uh, about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I remember when that was like, I mean, it was more on 30 Rock that he really popped onto my radar. But even before that, I feel like he was... Because I think he was in a couple of things with the state, and he was around like the the comedy scene that I that was on my radar. And so his his hat thing I thought was really funny, which Donald Trump stole. Like, oh yeah, absolutely ripped from Judah Friedland. <laughs> like words on a hat, you know. Uh, but I loved when when just the changing slogans, how much mileage he got out of that being his thing. Um, and and it, it was different every single time. And I'm like, how does he come up with this? And it was just like dumb two-word phrases on a hat. That was it. Um, that's a great idea, though. Uh, and he, we do see the world champion hat later, but right now he's just wearing a, a, a normal trucker hat with some design on the front. Uh, but we find out it is a charity car wash for the Langley Center, which is some sort of organization for the mentally challenged. And this is where we're going to run into, <laughs> I mean, kind of Judah Friedlander, I think is, I, I recognize a lot of these actors. Did you recognize these guys? Uh, I recognized uh, one of the guys as being uh, one of the actors from The Ringer. The Ringer. Yeah. I never saw that one. The Johnny Knoxville one where he pretends yeah. to be mentally challenged. Yeah. Yes. Yes. A, uh, oh boy. Movie and, that I'm, I'm sure has no issues oh whatsoever. Well, now we can watch it because this guy. <laughs> oh fuck! I don't. I don't know if I can watch. I don't. The Ringer I, in 2022. I don't you think know? I want to. I know ourselves or our listeners through us talking about I, it. <laughs> I remember watching it back, like close to when it came out. Yeah, and 
they they made sure that i mean aside from johnny knoxville who is not supposed to be a sympathetic character in the movie at least not at first uh if they were going to have a mentally challenged person on screen it was going to be a mentally challenged actor yeah and i'm like okay wow that's actually very very cool that's something that would not happen prior to this maybe right 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 um and, and i always appreciate the same thing when but there's always like for instance why did they need judah friedlander yeah why did they I need him to pretend to be know. mentally challenged well, i i don't know <laughs> and it and it's not like there is one scene where it's played for laughs yeah yeah it is so you like, have, hey, hey, look at him. Look at this thing he's doing. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> no, I know because it's like, well, I was about to say none of it's really played for laughs. It's like, and Larry doesn't make fun of these guys or anything, but the fact that Judah Friedlander he is does. pretending to be mentally challenged and then shows up, you know, looking, I'm, I'm just going to say kind of dumb. Is like, well, what you know? What's is there a problem? You're, there? you're talking about later on, whenever we yeah. see him again. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, is this? I don't even know what you call this because, like, I've seen, you know, like I saw the other sister where Giovanni Ribisi is pretending to be mentally challenged. I saw I Am Sam where, and I I loved it with Sean Penn um, acting as mentally challenged, and uh, it's you know. It, context matters a lot. Like I always ask myself, like, it, was there hate in the heart of the person that did this? Because it's very easy to tell these days. It's very easy. Oh to yeah. Tell. Oh yeah, it is. And so I'm, you know, I tend to, you know, as as problematic as we've seen Larry B, I tend to have him not think that mentally challenged people are inherently hilarious. You know, like he's treating them with a lot of respect. And I'd say when, like, we're, again, we're going to get to the scene that we're, we keep teasing very soon, I promise. I say when the business partners come in, they're the fucked up ones who think it's bad that Larry is hanging out with mentally challenged people. I think that's in their performance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, well, I mean, since we've brought it up a couple of times, yeah. skipping ahead, do they yeah. think Larry is bad for hanging out with them? Because we don't really get an explicit reaction from them. Because they they're, they don't like Larry to begin with, and yeah. they're telling Mel that there's something wrong with this Larry David, yeah. and then I kind of took their reaction as, oh, wow, everyone's having a good time. I The only thing that drives me the other way is that Larry is sitting there with an Arab woman in a Jewish okay. delicatessen, which I think is funny on a level that us as wasps don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact I think there was another layer of humor where J- where Larry brings a woman in a full burqa to a Jewish delicatessen. You know, it's it it's just funny on a level I don't think we can we get. And I think that's where they're like, oh wait, okay, wow, this Jewish guy is is hanging with marginalized. That may be the wrong word for it, but he's hanging with people outside of the homogeny of this. You know, the normal audience in this place, an Arab and mentally challenged guys you know it's like you don't see them like you don't see those three groups mixing a lot i guess i guess yeah maybe the joke um and so the the they're judging him maybe by the company he keeps in a way that is messed up because it's like who cares you know who who you're hanging out with um but i got the feeling that those guys seeing him do that was just more ammo for them to go oh see i knew larry david was bad news well, I don't here, think they before, would go, hey, but, we were wrong about Larry but, David. But, 
before we accidentally stay on this scene and move on from this yeah. scene, we yeah, ha- yeah. we have a whole scene before this we- that we yes. need to get back to. Yeah. Uh, so Larry leaves the car wash and he runs out of gas. He's in the middle of a neighborhood. He oh has my no God. idea. Yeah. C- calls Cheryl and blames her yeah. Yeah. for driving around with no gas. And it's it's her fault. Obviously, even though Larry just pulled into a gas station, <laughs> the needle staring yeah. him in the fucking face. <laughs> Yeah, it's Cheryl's fault. But this is the kind of thing my wife would call me on. Like, oh, the light came on. It's like, well, fill it up. I don't know what to tell you. It's like, yeah, it's- like it, put put enough in it to <laughs> to get home and get me to a gas yeah. station. And then if you need me to, I'll pay you back and I'll fill it up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I was gonna put, put, I was put gonna ten bucks in my- it. So what? Yeah, I was like, she just hates driving our newer car. So whenever she has to do little errands around, like when she has to drive it to work or whatever, she'll take our newer car. But whenever she has to, you know, take Colleen to ballet or something, she'll take the our older car, which I which I normally drive, and and she normally mm-hmm. drives the newer one. And and so yeah, I'm like, well, that I do that on my schedule. I mean, if it you should have <laughs> taken the other car, you know, the your car, my car thing. I mean, everyone drives every car, but you know, you should have taken your car. Because I, I fill up my car when I want, <laughs> and that's when it's on. <laughs> I can't do like I live far enough away now that I from where I work that I can't. I I used to be able like the gas light came on. I was like, oh, I'll fill up after work. I cannot do oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that I, sucks. Yeah, I usually have to do it on on the way in now. He he's in the middle of a neighborhood, out of gas, and and he notices his sunscreen is gone too that he had on the seat next to him, and he, he wagers that one of the guys from the car wash stole his sunscreen and he has to pee Uh, all of this and he has to go to the bathroom so bad too so uh, after considering urinating 10 inches from the sidewalk basically standing on the sidewalk just pointed into someone's hedge that's right next to like larry you're not hidden (laughs) you know no not at all anybody driving by could have seen you whipping it out but that's when the person walks out of their house and and sees him so public urination he decides is is just not going to be an option in this neighborhood so he starts going on knocking on doors and (laughs) again there were so many great little lines this is another one this is like my fifth one that i had to point out where a woman's like why would i let a stranger in my house he's like well you know i'm not really a stranger i did the seinfeld show and she slams the door (laughs) on christ (laughs) and i'm really a stranger yeah (laughs) i love whenever larry brings it up he calls it the seinfeld show he never says I did Seinfeld. He always yeah. calls it the Seinfeld. The Seinfeld show. show. Yeah, because I mean, I, I guess that's what people people always called it. You know, yeah. no one yeah. called it Seinfeld because that was his name. They called it the Seinfeld show. The Seinfeld show. <laughs> I did the Seinfeld. Well, I'm not really a stranger. That would have worked on me. Like I would have gone, oh, okay, yeah. I'm like the guy that created the Seinfeld show is not going to rob yeah. me or do anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's a multi multi millionaire. He doesn't yeah. need any of my lowly possessions. Yeah, exactly. I love, uh, I love, uh, I'm not really a stranger, uh, but he does eventually knock on the door of a woman who is in, uh, like I said, a full burqa. I actually looked this up cause I, I wanted to be correct about it. And this is actually not a burqa. I mm-hmm. believe it's. Uh, let me see. I, I I'm probably going to butcher I, this. I'm I'm unfamiliar with the correct name as well. So I'm I'm glad you looked it up. So I think this would be a niqab. And again, I might okay. be butchering the pronunciation there. And a niqab is like just one step below burqa because the one difference is that the eyes are also shielded on a burqa. So oh, they have that okay. mesh over them, and the niqab, uh, the eyes are the only part. Uh, visible of uh, how uh, how is how is niqab spelled? Uh, what'd you say? N i q a b. Okay, I, I 
I, I think that's correct. I mean, it, as far as, you know, 98% of people are willing to go, I, I think that's fine. Yeah, it's either, I might be, it might instead of an E, it might be an E, so it might be Nikab rather than Nikab, but yeah, yeah. that's, it's it's one of the one of the two, um, but I, I learned uh, in my like pre homework all of the uh, different head coverings worn by. I know there's a lot. Women. I know there's a yeah. lot. Yeah, I'm looking at seven seven different types here. Yeah, yeah. So the, the next step um, show, that would show more, I would say, would be the shador, which is a full body cloak that that allows like it looks like kind of the nose and mouth to uh, protrude. And okay. then, and then from I won't I won't dissect the rest of them, but but yeah, I was <laughs> I, I, this is referred to as a burqa. I I guess if you were being, uh, you know, fundamentalist about it, there there might be you might have a problem with that, but because it's not necessarily. But it, that was a word that I wasn't too familiar with, and I and I've seen burqa used to describe like I think of uh, the burkini. Remember that like the burqa slash bikini oh swimwear God, that yeah. allowed like Muslim women to to go swimming and stuff and. Um, that wasn't necessarily a, a burqa, but it, they used that terminology to, to just make a play on words there. So, um, I still might, I think I wrote it down as burqa every time, but, uh, I think officially it would be a niqab, but, uh, this woman is, I mean, I, I use speech to text and I'm pretty sure Apple's speech to text. It, it's so bad now that I yeah. think half the time it recognized it as burger. Oh God. <laughs> it's so bad anymore. Like with, with this new iOS update, speech yeah. to text is so fucking awful. I had to, you know, not even attempt to say her name for fear of what uh, speech to text would call Haboos. The very first time, you know what it, you know what speech to text came up with? No, her boobs. Oh my gosh! And Larry then it was David something different every single time. It was something different every single time. So I, I just stopped and I uh. typed out Haboos every time. Apple uh, Apple iOS is tit obsessed. That's what we just learned. <laughs> it's like Larry. <laughs> Larry and her boobs walk into the deli. <laughs> uh, at, at first, Larry does sort of prejudge and go, "Oh boy," and just starts walking off. But the woman's like, "What? Can I can I help you?" And he's like, "Look, I I have to go to the bathroom." She's like, "Please come inside, come yeah. inside and, and use the bathroom." And he's like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing," and he's like you know thank you so much you have no idea what a, what a relief that was and he's like I, I don't suppose i could ask you you know she's like can i do anything else he's like wait i i gotta get gas can you drive me to get gas and she's like of course and and it's very helpful on, yeah very yeah just to a to a fault maybe and it, it dawns on larry that no one knows what she looks like because he mentioned his wife and she's like oh i thought i had lucked out and maybe you weren't married and he's like oh you're still he's like we're a very superficial people we like to see what what people look like and he's like well wait a second he's like i might have a guy that you could date and you know she he realized that no one knows what she looks like and so he's like let's drive to get gas i'll tell you all about him and then after they get gas at the same gas station he could have filled up at before <laughs> um, he says you know hey, can i buy you lunch uh, let's get lunch have you ever had delicatessen and so they go to Cantor's fairfax which is still at 419 north fairfax avenue it opened in the L.A. area in Boyle Heights in 1931 and Ooh. has been open at various locations uh, all throughout the L.A. area. Um, I believe it is still at this 419 North Fairfax Avenue location. It is a Jewish-style delicatessen. It became a big celebrity hangout uh, after it opened up. And even like uh, some like rockers and counterculture people started hanging out there because 
it was like half a mile, maybe less from the Sunset Strip. So people hmm. would rock out. Oh, and it was 24 hours. So people rock oh, out. Yeah, you good. want a post-bar snack, you hit up the deli. Yeah. Um, and Mark Cantor was high school friends with one of those bands that started on the Sunset Strip. Slash, he was friends with uh, Slash, <laughs> the guitar player from Guns N' Roses. And so he would hang out there a lot. And uh, the Cantor's family is our big Black Lives Matter supporters. One of the big Good. first big clashes between police and protesters happened in the area of uh, Cantor's Deli. And uh, they would give protesters water and food and, and set them up and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's very cool of them as well. Larry, when he walks in with Haboose, sees the guys from the car wash and he asks about the sunscreen, and they're all like, "No, there, there was no sunscreen there when when we got in. I, I don't know. It's a mystery. Uh, we don't know." And they invite Haboos and Larry to join them for lunch, and that's when Judah Friedlander shows up, covered in sunblock. Yeah, There's this is the faith. thing that we were alluding to earlier. That's definitely played for for a joke. Yeah, like, hey, this mentally challenged guy is dumb. Like, and he's not. And, and subtext. It's, he's being played, being played by an actor who is not mentally challenged. Yeah. Um, so just it is slightly, you know, everyone's that, that laughing. Does, that does feel a little gross. Yeah, there's something about it that just, just makes you feel, um, But everyone's laughing and having a good time. And, and this was, I have to point out a line that I feel like went under the radar, but cracked me up. One of the guys yells, we lied. We lied <laughs> when Judah shows we up. We lied with, to you. We yeah. lied to you. We were lying. We lied. <laughs> that cracked me up. Not we were I, joking. We lied. I, I, I thought you were going to talk about Larry's joke, like really cracked you up. I'm like, oh, no, Tim, be yeah. careful. Well, Larry starts, yeah, he does um, start telling a joke. Well, after he drops tuna salad on Haboose and offers to dry clean her. Yeah. We, uh, head covering yeah we, we, we don't hear the the middle part of the joke we just hear the setup and the punchline like we, we hear the very beginning of the setup <laughs> and the punchline so i i don't know what the middle part of it was but i don't think it's gonna make it any better no no larry starts <laughs> telling a joke about a jew an arab and an asian guy walk into a bar and everybody starts cracking up immediately. And Larry's uh, immediately, like, wait, yeah. Wait, wait, tell, tell the joke. Yeah. We, we, then we uh, go over to Mel Brooks' partners as they walk in. And then the camera's not even on them, but we hear Larry yell something like, no, you spend your money. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Larry is being very boisterous in this, uh, you know, L.A. deli. Uh, and, and the business partners uh, witness him. Uh, over at Michael's, Michael is all in on the plan for the quote-unquote blind date with Haboose, uh, but Larry has to go to chaperone, I guess, a uh, a, uh, a stipulation of uh, Haboose, who is obviously very, uh, well, as, as Larry says, a good Muslim woman, I think. Isn't that what he says? <laughs> She's a good uh, Muslim, something like that. His, his exact line, Larry yeah. David's exact line, and I quote, is, She's quite a Muslim. She's quite a Muslim. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ex again, exact quote from Larry David quite in the show. <laughs> uh, over at home, Larry is getting Stuart to do the trick again. And Superman is in this episode. 
It's been a while <laughs> since uh, we've had. <laughs> and it, it's at this moment that uh, Grace walked down uh, yeah. stairs and saw me watching the episode. Uh, Tim, do you know who this is that's playing Cheryl's cousin? I recognized him. I was going to look him up next week, but where? who is it? It's Anton Yelchin. No fucking way. Yeah, yeah. It's like young teenage Anton Yelchin. Holy crap. <laughs> that is wild. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because I totally <laughs> recognized him. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. R.I.P., by the way. I know, uh, I know. Man. But, like, he was... Uh, by the time this came out, he was 15, so okay. I, I guess we don't know like the age of Cheryl's cousin, but mm-hmm. Anton Yelchin, the actor, was 15 when this came out. Or wow. no, excuse me, um, 11, 12. He was 13. Wow. I was do- I was doing math wrong. He was 13. Yeah. Wow. That is wild. Actually, actually oh my God, no, he was 12. He had he was, he had uh, not quite turned 13 yet. He oh would gosh. he would have turned thirteen March eleventh of two thousand and two. Jeez, that's wild. So yeah, I, I was really highballing him, thinking he was like fifteen. That's crazy. Was this his first? I wonder, on screen. I can check his IMDb. I'm yeah. on. I'm on his name now. The last thing he did was Troll Hunters, Tales of Arcadia. Oh no! It looks like he was on an episode of ER in two thousand. Then he was fighting kid at school in a Wonderful World of Disney <laughs> feature. Uh, it looks like delivering um, a man is mostly water. Deri- delivering Milo, fifteen yeah. minutes. Along came a spider. Boy in burning building. By the way, he played yeah. in fifteen minutes. No, he was on quite a few things yeah. prior. I want to this. say Hearts in Atlantis was his first big. Yeah, he plays like second to Anthony Hopkins in that movie. Mm, so that's the okay. one I remember him really hitting the scene on. And then, yeah, a bunch of other random stuff. Ten episodes of, no, one episode of the, oh, two episodes of the show Taken. I don't know if that's based on the, uh, but yeah, then 04, he was on Curb. So far from his first foray into acting. Or No, excuse me. Uh, I, I don't know why I was thinking 2002. So he would have been, uh, he would have been 14, almost 15. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So I wasn't too far off. No, oh, no, yeah. you were Carly Bartlett, that was huge for him, too. Yeah. And then Star Trek, obviously. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. how I, I'm thinking most people know him. Yeah, definitely, right? definitely. That's I mean, I don't, th- I don't think it's because he was clumsy in the Smurfs. <laughs> that would have been a vo- voice role, so probably, probably not, but I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's wild. I can't believe... Uh, I, that would have blown my mind later, so I'm glad it happened live. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So, and, and Stuart still won't tell him how the trick is done. And Larry is, is getting even angrier. And he's like, you know what? You're going trick or treating tonight. I'm taking, I'm taking half your candy. Leave it in the, don't say a word. Yeah, to what the fuck? <laughs> I'm taking half that candy. Where, where did this come from? He, he's taking away something that he cares about until Larry gets his way. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I, you know, I wish on Halloween, I would have, I wish we would have seen this episode so I could have posted like a gif or something of it. Like me to my kids tonight. <laughs> Don't say a word to her. I'm taking half. You leave it in the kitchen. I'll divvy it up. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, gonna... man, that, that would have been so good if we could have recorded this episode last week. Are yeah. you kidding me? Oh, it's weird though that, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it works on our timeline that we're hitting a Halloween episode, but not on a January <laughs> 
<laughs> show yeah, being, yeah. being on in January. Um, it's we were just so used to Seinfeld and, and pulling the sitcom thing where Christmas episodes happen around Christmas that Curb just doesn't work on when you only have ten episodes. Yeah. Well, you can't I'm do it guessing, that way. I'm guessing because uh, we we thought like, oh wow, th- look at them skipping ahead to the second half of the TV season, yeah. having a Halloween episode as episode four airing in January. I now think, oh, this wasn't their call. Uh, yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, and, and, and they were probably knew. pissed that like their their Halloween <laughs> episode was airing in late January. Yeah, uh, when you just have ten episodes though, you can't, and you want to cover stuff like this, you just can't think you about. Can't it that time way. lock yeah, them. You yeah, can't, yeah, because normal TV episodes that run twenty four new episodes, I'd be like, yeah, you we're can. gonna you, you we're have, gonna have an episode around Thanksgiving that. and Christmas and Halloween, and then yeah. And Valentine's Day. But if you, Day if you got and, ten episodes, you can't do a Halloween episode and a Christmas episode yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and a Valentine's Day episode <laughs> and and a Thanksgiving episode. No. Yeah, you can't. It doesn't can't work do like it. that. You can't. You can't have half your season be holidays. Yeah, exactly. But so uh, so Larry is uh, is taking half of the kids' Halloween candy because he won't tell him the uh, the trick. And Larry goes downstairs to go to this Halloween party that he's not dressed up for. They don't make a big deal out of it, but Larry is not wearing, uh, not going to wear a costume to this Halloween party. But Susie <laughs> is dressed as a dominatrix, which kind of disturbs Larry very visibly. Yeah, he, he, he just stops dead in his tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jeff is dressed up as a cowboy, and uh, see Jeff sees Cheryl dressed up as Jeannie and just stares directly at her breasts. Oh, yeah. And now knowing what Larry knows about Jeff from earlier, clocks him checking out Cheryl's cleavage immediately and says, no, you know what? You're not going in this costume. I got." And she's like, well, I don't have anything else. He's like, oh, I got something. Habusa's burqa. That's what you're yeah. going to wear. You're going to go and, as a Muslim fundamentalist. Yeah. Uh, gr- <laughs> oh, great. Great choice there. Ugh. I know. I know. Uh, in another uh, Apple speech to text uh, mishap, uh, I have <laughs> Larry makes her change the costume, comma, says he has her boost burqa. Her boost. <laughs> her boost. Almost as though like a booster seat. Uh, yeah. Her boost. She got the burqa boost. The boosted burka. Nailed it, Apple. Yeah. Oh, and here's here's another one. Uh, how, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I, I tried to type up, or I, I said speech to text, you know, Islamophobes pull up uh-huh. and yell out this. Here's what I have in my keyboard. Is llama uh. for Hobbes. Uh so that, n- now now we have Apple is trying to suppress Islamophobia confirmed. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're <laughs> is, fine with it. It is for F- Hobbs, <laughs> H-O-B-B-S. Pull Islama up and for yell. Hobbs. Islama for Hobbs. Islama for Hobbs. Like that that's a word. Like I I, I don't think I'm whispering oh, it or, or yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm like saying it so incorrectly that it does not even begin to register as the, as yeah as the word. But I, I don't know. Maybe I just have a weird fucking voice. Thanks, Apple. <laughs> the thing you've staked your entire career on. Uh, oh AI, my god! Not, e- not, not even my career. My, my career and every single one of my <laughs> side gigs. 
Yeah, Apple can't Because make... I got the podcast, I got wrestling, and I got the fucking audio mix things. The most... E- everything. The most modern artificial intelligence on the planet can't make head or tails of it. <laughs> nope, nope, it cannot. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, so th- there's really very little difference between... Because Larry is using... Like, he didn't go to Spirit Halloween and buy a burqa. This is a real... Muslim head covering that he's got yes. getting Cheryl to wear now. So he might as well have gone, no, 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 you're going in blackface. Like, yeah. there's not too much difference between between what Larry made Cheryl do and and that example, I don't think. But as messed up as that is, yeah, some I, racist do, bros do, pull up when they Do leave. we have to say exactly what they yell out? I already feel bad enough for t- talking about it this much. I, well, it's I mean, bad. If only it's because, real bad. Like... I don't know. A, not much has changed in the last 18 years or whatever. But also, <sighs> unfortunately, you know, you're exactly right. There's some, like this could this could have been filmed this year, and it and you'd go, oh yeah, that that totally clocks with 2022. Like, we oh yeah, that's rural Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have not grown at all. These racist bros pull up aside. Everyone's in costume, including you know Cheryl in the uh, head covering, and they yell, "Hey, Osama." Or something like that, and then throw an egg, which Cheryl not dodges. Only, not only that, they say, "Go back to your own go back fucking to your own, country." Yeah, thank you. I knew and, there was and, one and part throw of an egg. I'm like, yeah. Christ Almighty! It hits Larry in the face because Cheryl dodges it, uh, and Larry does literally deserve egg on his face for this whole debacle, <laughs> and he got it. But yeah, I hope my, in my head canon, the racist bros pulled off and hit a telephone pole, uh, and and. Well, and I every single one of them died fleeing <laughs> from the car on fire. Yeah. Yeah. That I'll, would be I'll the best that. thing that could happen to them. I'll go with that. Yeah. That's headcanon now. So over at Habooses, it is time for the blind date. And Larry and Michael show up and they're trying to figure out what to do. Something I think they probably could have decided before the date was happening. I don't think. Yeah. When, I mean, I didn't go on many dates, but you always had some idea of what you were going to do before you before you showed up um but they're like oh maybe we should go for a walk we've got umbrellas even though it's raining so we can go for a walk and larry and trying and struggling and trying to open his umbrella rips off habusa's head covering uh, revealing her face to a disgusted larry and so larry and michael leave because now larry knows that habusa is ugly underneath the burka and uh they're you know and and that's not going to work for michael so back to the drawing board yeah oh boy back at home stewart is doing the card trick for judah friedlander who figures it out immediately that he, he <laughs> that stewart bent the card and uh, this is another like maybe even because you saw what larry was trying to do that even a mentally challenged person could figure out the trick that he couldn't figure out and so that's, again, kind of played for laughs by they picked Judah Friedlander to do this part. You know, it's like that also yeah. feels a little. Um, also, a little... why did Larry invite only Judah Friedlander over? Yeah, that's did, weird. did he invite everybody else over and we just didn't see them? We don't know what they're over to watch a game of some sort. Yeah, I have... yeah. You, you know, noted sports fan Larry David. <laughs> We've seen him watching football before. I don't know what he could be. Yeah, it's very weird that that he. He's never been the guy. type of guy or character to invite people over to watch a football game, though. It seemed out of character. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed <laughs> weird. And yeah, and how many of I'm them like, are we there? We didn't even need it for the scene. We didn't yeah. even need it. They could have made Judah run into Stewart in some other way, but. He had to be at Larry's house because of the 
because of the game, I guess. And yeah, we don't know if anybody else showed up. Who else is there? The game's about to start, and people are wondering where Larry is, and Cheryl goes, he's probably in the bathroom. And we get this traveling oh, shot boy. up the stairs, which I don't, I don't know if you're saying, oh boy, about that shot, because I really liked it. Oh, no, not not yeah. about the shot. Just yeah, like yeah, what, yeah. what uh, the, the shot is portraying. Oh, let me rewind. Or, real quick or what it is alluding to, the, to, I guess. End of this episode. When, when Jeff says that he went to go masturbate at 1130, David goes, Larry goes, oh, wow, you, got, you have energy for that at 1130. And, and uh, Jeff goes, always have energy for that. <laughs> and they say, Keno, Kenohara. I didn't know what that. Oh, I have no idea. Man, yeah. So I'm gonna have to look that up because I didn't want that okay. to go uh, by. Let me write that down because yeah, they both they both say it, and I'm like, are they saying someone's name like Ken O apostrophe Hara Ken O'Hara, like he was a famous guy who had something to say about masturbation, or hmm. are they saying Ken O'Hara like a? It sounds like sort of a some sort of spiritual word or whatever. Um, oh, he's got the Ken O'Hara, you know, something like that. Like, like Kramer know. has the Kavorka. Exactly. So I don't know what they meant. I by have that. no idea. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I remembered that. I'm gonna have to look it up next week. Um, so the, the but this this traveling shot that goes up the stairs into the room to the bathroom and then fades into a dream sequence was brilliant. I felt like, and it should come as no surprise that the episode is a Larry Charles joint because he uh, always gives nice. us these cinematic treats in his episodes. And uh, upstairs, Larry is whacking it to a daydream involving Katie Huffman, his co-star in The Producers that he has the hots for. And they're about to get down to business when Katie morphs into Dominatrix Susie from the <laughs> Halloween party night, which kills Larry's boner immediately. And he follows his own advice and pulls up his pants and, and ends, the, uh, ends the whole affair as Frolic starts to play. And that's the end of the episode. All right. What do we right. got for homework this week? Uh, yo, is it a prefix that that means anything? The actors who played the uh, car wash guys, where do we recognize any of them from? And Ken O'Hara. What is the Ken O'Hara? And how does one attain it? <laughs> By the All way, right. the, I got to mention Dominatrix Susie, you know, does give a classic Susie performance. Oh my god! Yeah, rating Larry for doing what he's doing, which is pretty funny. Well, yeah. she, well I think she calls him in the dream. You, you sick four-eyed pervert fuck. Yeah, I'm like yeah. a plus, a plus. Look at what you're doing. You're, you're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. What do you like for cover art this week? Oh man. I, I mean, Larry at the table with everybody would probably be pretty good. At the table in the uh, deli? In the deli, yeah, with everybody. I don't know if there's a good shot of everybody there, but I like Larry and Haboos together. Um, I liked I liked the character of Haboos, by the way, that they wrote. Yeah. And I liked that Larry yeah. got along with her so well, and I thought that was a very, um, yeah, I thought that was a very well, I don't know if you'd say written, because they don't write much, but, you know, they, they came up with a, a character, you know, certainly a character, like, here's the way we want to play this, and I, I liked it. Yeah, I'm uh, well conceived. Uh, character is what I'll say. I'm, I'm I'm definitely anxious to see who they got to play her. Oh, yeah, uh, and what she really looked like is she yeah. disgusting? 
Well, d- d- not not necessarily that, but like they wrote this, you know, traditionally Middle Eastern character and and had her do a dialect. Did yeah. they get someone oh. of Middle Eastern descent to to play her? I'm not going to hold out hope that they did, uh but because I mean seeing as everything else that happened in this episode and and show to this point so far, but you never know. Maybe they did. Let me just do a little pre-homework and tell you that, Ted, you don't give Larry David enough credit because the oh. actress who played the actress who played Haboos is none other than Moon Unit Zappa, which is a name that I grew up with because she was a, I believe, a VH1 VJ. I don't think she was on um, on MTV, but I knew her from being on VH1, and people who are older than us might know her as being the daughter of Frank Zappa, who while he was American, was certainly of, I want to say, Arabic descent. Um, okay, okay. Let me see. His, oh, you know what? I'm. Well, I'm not totally wrong. He's not as Arab as I thought he was. His uh, Frank Zappa's mom was of Italian and French ancestry. His dad was from Sicily, but was of Greek and Arab ancestry. So, okay. So somewhere down the line, Moon Unit Zappa, who, by the way, is is not disgustingly ugly. You know, she wouldn't be on TV if she was like <laughs> was really ugly. Um, so uh, definitely, it was definitely played up there. But yeah, she uh, her dad was Frank Zappa. So I'm going to say she has enough Arab ancestry to make this not problematic. But yeah, that's a great okay. question. I never, I, I totally, uh, that totally went by me. I'm glad we settled it. <laughs> But I'm also yeah, surprised. I'm, I'm kind of glad we we. I'm kind of glad we touched on that, like in the confines of this episode too. Yeah, yeah, definitely that we cleared that up. Um, yeah, because yeah, I I was I'm kind of surprised to find out that it was someone who an actress I recognized, but not uh, not during the course of the the show. I I normally stick around for the credits and would find stuff like that out, but but no, but yeah, she had very famous brothers, Dweezil Zappa and Ahmet Zappa, and only because it, it comes up sometimes on our podcast the other show that i attribute to the zappa family is from my my touchstone for dweezil zappa is as let me find his name dang it oh dweezil zappa did the theme music for the ben stiller show so there's a little bit of a crossover mm, okay dweezil zappa played ajax uh duckman's son in duckman <laughs> of course Lord. Jason Alexander. That was, a, that was yeah. a long tangent to find. Oh, yeah, he was in Duckman. God with, damn it. With Jason Alexander. Come on. <laughs> it did bear mention. Anytime Duckman can come up, I have to bring it up because I don't want it to fade from people's memories and history. We're going to be uh, the last people ever talking about Duckman. You realize that? Next show we do should be Duckman. <laughs> We should become a Duckman podcast. We'll we'll uh, we'll say uh, you know what? Screw the uh, movie reviews, and we're just going to do Duckman exclusively <laughs> on Patreon. I think it's our. I mean, we're going to run out of curb eventually. I say uh, next next episode we'll be on is Duckman podcast. Yeah. Good lord! I don't think there's what? been a. Uh, I look. I just looked up Duckman podcast, and there's surely been some podcasts that tackle the show in one episode, but there nobody... hasn't been a an episodic. No. Uh, dive through Duckman. No, <laughs> well, because it would last for three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I forget how many Duckman episodes there were, but I think it was one of those cable shows that always seems like there. Oh, it was four seasons. I don't know how many episodes there were, but oh, 70, 70 episodes. 
Okay, Duck so Man, we can here get, we come. We, we can get 14 months out of Duckman. Great. <laughs> Love it. Ted, that's 14 more months that we wouldn't have had otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> we'll become a, a, a Duckman and the Critic podcast. Oh my gosh. I would love to watch the Critic again. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. We, we, we already did cover art. Let's yeah. see what we can do about this week's description. Okay. So we had Larry Men's Fences with Michael by setting him up on a blind date. It's not it's not bad. I mean it is a, even I though I kind of like it. I like it. Even though it. there's some movement with the producer's storyline, it's very bridgey. It's like, "Oh, Ben's gone, we're going to get somebody else." Like it there's not much drama there. It everything the A story really is Michael and the blind date. So I might have to give it to give it to the synopsis this week. Yeah. You know? It's I, a very I, uh, I like it. It's a it's a, a broken clock. It's a blind squirrel. This week it, it happens, you know. So I think we got to leave it the way it is. <laughs> All right. And lastly, Tim, did you like this episode? As I pointed out, there were a lot of a lot of little things, little throwaway things that I liked about this episode. But all in all, it was pretty average to me. Any any stars or anything? Any nah, half stars? I, I, any star I lows? I can't give it a star or a star low. It, the the big laughs were, like I said, those throwaway lines, and I appreciated Larry Charles' cinematography as always. Uh, but the the main storyline stuff, all of it felt kind of bridgy, you know. Like mm-hmm. even Michael ends up where he was at the beginning of the episode, which which isn't totally against the ethos of the show for for nobody to to learn anything or progress. But um, yeah. Yeah, it, like, it, I, I feel like there are a lot of things that just happened to happen as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it being Halloween was kind of like, all right, well, we need Susie in a in a well, dominatrix yeah, what, outfit. Yeah, what what uh, we... what reason what reason do we have yeah. to put Cheryl and Susie in yes. revealing clothing? Uh, what reason do we have to? Um, I, I don't know, get Larry and Michael out together, uh, potentially like on a date with somebody. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of it that didn't need to happen, but happened because they needed to fill 24 minutes. Yeah, the, this episode felt like a filler episode overall, and there was a lot of filler in trying to fill the filler episode. <laughs> it's yeah. a filler, fill of filler. <laughs> filler full of filler. <laughs> Do that one, Apple. God, that's a that's a Seinfeld water cooler moment. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a filler, filler, filler. It's a filler, filler, filler. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's filler. It's filler, and it's all filler. The filler's full of filler. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm very much in the same boat. I I didn't give this any any semblance of a star, mostly for for the reasons that we touched on, and also because like Jesus Christ, watching this in 2022 is painful. Oh, it, a lot it is of, painful. Yeah. Well, watching it as someone who cares about other people, watching it as <laughs> someone who has a fucking ounce of empathy is painful. Yeah, uh, there's there's some problematic stuff. Like as as great as they made the character <laughs> of Haboos and and like the racist bros were not supposed to go, oh, they were right. You know, I mean, they're supposed to be yeah, assholes. Yeah. They're not yeah. supposed to be like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they have some good points. No, fuck them. <laughs> now, wait a second. Let's hear them out. Okay. <laughs> Both sides. Okay. Both sides are the same. All right. I, I think the quicker we end this, the better. My fucking God. <laughs> But you yeah, got to admit, oh, 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 everybody, I want you to know, Ted represents the tolerant left, okay? <laughs> so much for the tolerant left, won't even hear out the other side that calls a woman 
in a Muslim headdress, Osama. Okay? They deserve a platform, Ted. <laughs> okay, okay, Andrew Tate. Uh, a- Andrew Andrew Tim. We're not we're not we're not gonna have to leave Twitter. We're just gonna get kicked off. Oh well not yeah. anymore, I guess. We would have if we if the- Oh my god. Oh yeah, that, that's that's a whole that's a whole nother thing that we can save for save for a Patreon extra is just talking about Twitter and yeah. uh and uh and all that stuff. Okay, so that that's my thoughts on yeah. the episode. But Excellent. next week we have got season four, episode four, <laughs> The Weatherman. Original air date, January twenty-fifth, two thousand and four. And if you're looking at TV Guide that night, you are going to see Larry inadvertently traumatizes the Green's daughter and has a problem with the local weatherman. Oh, no. This doesn't sound good. I mean, if anybody, you know, anybody traumatizing anybody, but Larry's level of being able to traumatize people and oh, now a boy. little girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in this episode alone, we saw him uh, whip it out and try and pee in a bush. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, In broad daylight. In broad daylight. It, on yeah. someone's front lawn. Two feet from the road. Yeah. Basically on the sidewalk. His urine would have been spilling onto the sidewalk where he his was His urine would have been hitting his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah, so what what Larry does to this little girl, I can't wait to find out. Maybe we'll maybe we'll be <laughs> laughing next week. Uh, but is that it? Yeah, I think that is it. All right, for no hugging, no learning. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. 